So the thing about the altar that you got to know is it's just that. It's a place of meeting. It's a place where we read in the Bible in different places where an altar was made. Sometimes those altars were given names, but ultimately they were a place where God meets his people. It's a memorial. It's it's a place of encounter, a, a place of remembrance. Now, in the Old Testament, they built physical altars, right, out of stone. And those were places to remember, yeah, God met me right there. But see, now we build altars in our hearts as a place of promise and a place of uh, remembrance where we had a breakthrough. It was the place of encounter, just like when Jacob uh, met the Lord and he built an altar. It's a place of forgiveness. That's why the brazen altar was significant in the tabernacle, because when the sacrifice was laid there, they would put their hand on the sacrifice to transfer their sin into the animal, and the animal would be burned on the altar. It's a place of worship. It's a holy place. That was the place where the priest would come and, and, and worship the Lord. It was where they would burn the incense. The place of covenant where there was an establishment of what the Lord had promised. That was the altar. It was a place of covenant. We saw that in Genesis 15 when uh, the Lord made a covenant between himself and Abraham. Amen? It's also a place of intercession. place of intercession. A place where uh, the people of God would come and lay and begin to intercede. It's also a place of altering. <laughs> it's a place where we are changed, where we are altered, where we are forever transformed in the presence of the Lord. It's also a place of truth. At the altar, we discover the truth of who God is. You know, many times at the altar, specifically with uh, Abraham, he would name that place. That altar had a name. It was a place of truth where we begin to learn who the Lord is truly for us. And it's a place where you can always run to. No matter what's happening, you can always come to the altar. This week, we're going to focus on what happens when we get hurt 
And who do we run to? Now, I want to get real with you for a minute. Because I don't know about you, but have you ever been hurt? Has someone ever hurt you? Have you been betrayed, let down, talked about, mistreated, offended? I mean, if you have breath in your lungs, you probably would have been. But one of the things the Lord began to speak to me about is that when we get hurt, when we get disappointed, when things don't go the way we thought they were, who do we run to? Where do we run to? Typically, right, if we're to be honest, we run to, you know, a friend. Can you believe what they did to me? You know, we, we run to, you know, our beds and flop ourselves on our beds and we just cry. We go into a, a place of depression. I mean, anybody been in a place where you just were so undone by what was done to you? You got depressed? Come on. The Lord wants to speak to us about where do we run to in those places. He says, that's where you come to the altar. You you bring the hurt. You bring the pain and you bring the offense to the altar and you lay it down. That's why Romans 12.1 tells us that. To, to present our bodies, to bring ourselves as a sacrifice that we lay upon the altar. And when we lay it upon the altar, it gets altered. It, 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 things begin to change. doesn't mean that the person who offended you hurts you changes. No, you change. Your heart changes. Your mind changes. You begin to forgive in a place of forgiveness. That's where the altar is. You begin to forgive. You begin to be transformed in his presence. So when I thought about this, I I immediately thought about Elijah. And I want to go there. Real quick, because how many of you know that there are times when we get hurt, but sometimes it's right after a victory with the Lord? (laughs) Have you ever wondered why that happens when we have a breakthrough We, you know, are like, wow, God, I I was able to overcome, or wow, God, you used me so powerfully. And then all of a sudden, something happens, and you're like, what, what, wait a minute. I, I mean, God was just right here, and why is this happening? Anybody else 
wonder why that happened? Well, it's it's called a, a test. <laughs> it, it's meant to test your total dependence on God. It's meant to test how much you really trust him. You see, sometimes our trust and our dependence on God only comes when he answers our prayer. When he meets the need. Because once he meets the need, we're good. We don't need to come to the altar anymore. We don't need to show up for prayer anymore because God took care of it. I'm good now. But then when things happen, we come running back. But what the Lord was talking to me about, he said, Remy, so what if you just stayed? What if you stayed on the altar? And you never got up so that you stay in a place of constant surrender and you stay in a place of worship and you stay in a posture where you're constantly encountering him. So it doesn't begin to feel like I'm only going to God when I need something. But I'm running to God and I'm staying and I'm remaining so that my mind is changed, that my heart is transformed. See, Elijah had this big victory. And then all of a sudden, Jezebel sends him a message. She doesn't come herself. She sends a message. And from that message, he runs. He runs for his life. For some of us, the enemy has sent lies, mistruths, half-truths, deception our way, and we have run from the altar of the Lord. We've run from a place of peace. We run from a place of joy because we get a message that isn't even true. But we allow fear to come in or we allow offense to come in or we allow anger to come in or we we get an attitude. And what do we do? We run from the very place that God has set up for us to come to. 1 Kings 19, verse 1 says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the God do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow, about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba 
which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Can I just pause there for a second? Because sometimes what we do is we run from not only the circumstance and we just run, but we run from a place where there are people around us that God has placed in our lives. That's why that's why iron sharpens iron. See, Elijah ran, and it says he left his servant there. He left the person, his prayer partner. He he left his confidant. He he left the person who could sharpen him, and he went on his own. You see, when you get hurt, don't isolate. <laughs> Come on, don't isolate. Don't run from the very thing that God says where two or three are gathered. I'm there in the midst. Even the Bible says, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another. Relationship is important when we think about when we've been hurt. Because the enemy wants you to say, well, if I do that with people, it's people who hurt me. But not all people in your life are sent to hurt you. There are those the Lord has sent to come alongside you, to be the Aaron and the her for you, to lift you up in prayer. Remind you of who you are in Christ. Don't run from the very thing God has given you, that fellowship. So we see Elijah, he runs and he isolates himself. And I'm reminded where in First Peter, I believe it says that the enemy, the devil, Satan, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for whom he can devour. So when you isolate because of hurt, because of pain, because of disappointment, because of rejection, and you go out on your own, I just want to be alone. (laughs) That's where the enemy finds you. You're alone. You're all by yourself, and you're in your feelings. And that's the perfect place he wants you to be because you're emotional. And he plays on your emotions. Next thing you know, you're spiraling down a place that you're like, how did I even get here? But what if you ran to the altar of the Lord? Say, God, I can't do this without you. Verse 4, it says, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. (laughs) Into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father's. The wilderness is not always a place 
of despair and destruction. It's a place of instruction and preparation. The wilderness is the place where you need to build the altar to to totally surrender. Bring it to the altar of the Lord. Bring the hurt. Bring the pain. Be real. Can, Can I just say this? God can't deliver the fake you. He can't alter the pretend you. He wants the real you. Here we see Elijah, who we know is one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. He's real. He's being real. It's like, I I would rather just die. I've had enough. But do you know it's when you've had enough that's the perfect opportunity for God to come in. Bring it to the altar. Because when you bring that to the altar, the Lord provides in that place. Look what happens in uh, verse 5. It says, then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly, come on, somebody. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Oh, it's in the altar that the Lord sends help in your troubled time. He sends his Holy Spirit to come and touch you. So all that you're feeling, the disappointment and the offense, he says, just arise and eat. I've come to provide what you need in this place, in the altar. Amen. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake, baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lied down again. You know, this always, um, whenever I read this, I think about times in my life where I was just fighting for my peace because I had been hurt. I had been mistreated, betrayed. And when the Lord sends provision, but I'm just not ready to heal. (laughs) I'd rather stay as a victim. When the Lord is like, I'm providing you what you need to get up. So I've shared this story before, but I maybe if you've never heard me share this, but as I said, when I came to the Lord, I would come to the altar. I would run up for prayer all the time because I, I knew, I knew that that's where I could meet God. I knew that that's where I would be transformed. And I was seeing God changing me. But I never got to the place where I was walking in my victory. Amen. So you can come to the altar and, and know God will change you there, but there's a place where God says, now you need to walk in victory. That's why he told Elijah, arise and eat. And so there was this time when I went to this conference and I had went up for prayer as I always do. And I was just, you know, went up and 
the ladies were praying for me, and I went down, you know, under the power of the Holy Spirit as I laid there. I was just weeping, and, and the ladies were just praying over me. And then all of a sudden, my pastor at that time, she leans over and says in my ear, Lamisa, it's time for you to get up. You have the victory. You see, because I didn't understand that at the altar of the Lord, I have victory. And he changes you. You are not the way you came in. And even though I had hurt and pain and rejection and I had abandonment issues, God was healing me. He had healed me. So he said, arise and eat, Ramita. Get up. And I don't know who needs to hear that this morning, but God says, get up. Yes, come to the altar. Lay yourself down as a living sacrifice. But don't stay in a constant place of brokenness when God has healed you. He has changed you. You do have the victory. Now arise and eat. That's why I love it, because it says in the second time, come on, (laughs) the Lord sent that angel to touch Elijah. And then the second time, he says, arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. Not only does the Lord provide a place of victory, but he Reminds you of your purpose at the altar. He reminds you of what he's called you to. The altar is where you meet him. And he begins to download to you the very thing he created you for. He provides purpose. So I just want to encourage you this morning. If you are in a place where you have had some disappointments and some hurts, God says, come to the altar. Stop running. From me. Run to me. I'm the source. I'm your provision. I'm your healer. I'm your deliverer, says the Lord. Run to me. Run to the altar of the Lord. That's the place where you can be real with me. You can bring your hurt and your pain. You can cry out to me there. I will provide exactly what you need. God wants to heal your hurts. Seems like in this pandemic, 
a lot of things were revealed. Relationships were changed. People who were in your life were no longer there. Your people that you counted on, depended on, relied on, it's, it's different now. You've, you've had some losses. That things taken away, family members, finances. I mean, just you're hurting. God says, here is where you come. Come to the altar. Bring it all to me. One of the things the Lord goes after in this place is your pride. Oh, come on. Don't become so religious that you can't come to the altar. (laughs) Don't become so holier than thou that you can't be broken before the Lord. You got to be undone. In his presence, you must be undone. That's why we come to the altar, because it's in his presence that we understand that he's bigger, he's greater, he's mightier. So stop standing in the presence of the Lord, petting yourself, saying, I'm so good. I've got this. We don't have it. God has it. Come to the altar. Lay down your pride. Never feel like you've arrived. It doesn't know it doesn't matter how many Bible scriptures you know, how much you pray and how much you speak in tongues, honey. You still need the altar of the Lord. Because the enemy is prowling around, looking for whom he can devour. And if you give him an inch, (laughs) he'll take a mile. Someone says something to you and boom, you're offended. And you start talking about it and thinking about it and complaining about it. I can't believe they did that to me. I can't believe they said that to me. I can't believe. I can't believe. And next thing you know, you're in the wilderness. You're running. Instead of running to. This morning, the Lord says, bring that offense to me. Bring it to the altar. Lay it on there so it can burn. Because offense is not of the Lord. Your pride, put that on the altar. Your anger, your disappointment, come on. Do you know that's one of the biggest uh, things that the enemy 
will try to get you is disappointment. You prayed for it. You believed on it. You had the prayer chain going, right? Or you put your faith in man, uh uh-oh, and you get disappointed. Oh, if the enemy can get you on disappointment. Oh, my gosh. He will literally just push you over the edge with disappointment because he'll whisper in your ear, did God really say? (laughs) If God really is who he said, why didn't he heal? Why didn't he deliver? Why didn't he provide? Where is your God now? Don't let disappointment cause you to run from the altar of the Lord. Bring that to the Lord and be real. Lord, I was disappointed. Lord, I thought that you were going to come through. Just like Elijah, there's a moment where he says, listen to this, listen to this. (laughs) He says here in verse 10, uh, in 1 Kings 19, he says, I have been very zealous. For the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Elijah's like, I'm disappointed, and I did everything you told me to do, God, but look, look, they're trying to kill me. Bring that to the altar. Present your body, right? So when we come to the altar, we don't just put our toe on. (laughs) We don't just put a finger on the altar. Put your entire body because that means your mind, your heart, your will, your emotions. Put your whole body on the altar. As a living sacrifice. And let God alter you. Let him change your heart. There's been times when I brought those things to the Lord and he actually changed my heart. I was like, God, why'd they do this? And said, I want you to pray for that person. What? But God, they hurt me. I want you to pray for that person. But God, they they, they, they stole from me. I, I want you to pray for that person because when I come to the altar, he transforms my heart. And I get altered because I begin to transform and look like him. 
the altar is not so you can get up and say, I'm, I'm, I'm a better version of myself. The altar of the Lord is so that you look more and more and more like him. That's why it says that when we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, holy and acceptable. Come on. That's our reasonable service. We change into the holy vessels that he can use. So this morning, I want to open it up for prayer. For anyone who needs to come to the altar, as I as I was talking, there were some things you're like, oh, I got to bring that. You may say, well, Lisa, why, why do I got to bring this? Why do I got to come to the altar? Because God wants to use you. What 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 did it say? What did the angel of the Lord say to Elijah? The journey ahead is great. See, Jesus reminds us of this in scripture. He says, greater works will you do. But the great works can't happen if you're offended. If you're hurt. The enemy wants you to stay in that place. Because he's gotten a glimpse of your future. And if he can keep you in the wilderness, if he can keep you from your purpose, in fact, I'm not going to give the devil that much credit. We keep ourselves. <laughs> from what God has for us because we won't come to the altar. We won't bring it to him. When that offense happens or that hurt happens, we need to run to the Lord. We need to run to him. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to open it up. And I want to pray for you this morning. If you have hurts, disappointments, listen, somebody betrayed you, they talked about you, bring that right now. The altar is open. You see, we don't see this a lot right now in churches like, where's the altars, Lord? Where are the altars where we are invited to come so we can be altered and changed? So it's here. The Lord is saying it's time. It's time for you to come and bring that to me. So who needs prayer? Morning. I'm going to pray with you. 